Hello and good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. Joined here with my co-host, I'm Kevin Finkel. Hey everybody, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm the Japan hobbyist out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan. Perfect. So, uh, a little bit of an interesting episode here. You know, we were trying to find something to talk about before we get Dominaria spoilers starting tomorrow, or Monday, as of when recording this. Uh, So, should be right about when this comes out, I think. But what did you want to talk about for today's show? Because we're uh, we're kind of in that waiting period where we get some new spoilers, which has been a bit of a nice break. You know, we you know how we talked about the uh, uh, cards that are rotating and uh, you know what to pick up. You know, at rotation. I thought you know, hey, let's talk about standard players. You know, who where are all these new pioneer players going to come from? I you know I know standard hasn't been you know, like a, a, a big format as it has been in the past, but there's still people playing it, and, you know, they're coming up on their first rotation as well. What are they going to do with all these cards? What are they going to, you know, do with these cards that they can no longer use? And I thought, hey, let's welcome them to Pioneer. Let's talk about how these standard players can, you know, make the jump to the Pioneer format. Yeah, so to kind of differentiate this from, you know, we had previously done an episode where we're saying, hey, we're a Pioneer player, and all these uh, standard players are going to be trying to get rid of their cards. Um, so we looked at it as like, hey, what are good pickups from that? What are things that are standard cards that the price will now be driven really by Pioneer? Yeah. This is looking at it a different way. We're saying like, hey, you had a favorite deck during these last two years of standard, something you enjoyed playing, something you'd like to continue playing. Here's kind of how you could bridge that gap and make it a pioneer deck, uh, whether you're a standard player jumping into pioneer for the first time, or you're a pioneer player who is just looking for some new ideas. You know, I feel like with standard being a little bit less popular, I think we've gotten a little bit less of the decks that really have made that jump. Um, You know, some of the decks that have been really good in standard, I don't feel like have become fully realized decks in pioneer. Mm. You know, that could be power level related. There were a couple of kind of weak sets in this last standard. But I also think that, you know, maybe people just didn't spend enough time trying some of these decks that looked really good in standard. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's really important that, you know, Pioneer kind of, how can I say, uh, um, incubates these players, I guess you could say. Uh, Maybe that's not the best word. But, you know, we need need to incubate new talents, new people. And uh, those people are going to be coming from standard in the future, especially with paper magic starting back up. Again, people are going to be going to the shops. Not everybody can drop, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars on a modern deck, and not everybody wants to drop, you know, five hundred to you know four hundred dollars on a pioneer deck right away. So uh, you know, some of these people are going to be playing these cheap standard decks to get a feel for the format. You know, maybe they're coming, you know, from uh, arena and you know trying out paper for the first time. But yeah, we want we want to welcome that. We want to get all those people to to play Pioneer. Um, okay, eventually. so what's your kind of priority for this episode? So it sounds like you're mostly focusing on you know welcoming those Pioneer or those standard players to Pioneer. I'm definitely looking at this you know just a little bit more in the competitive angle because that's usually yeah, who I am. Well, I mean, is like where can we get our edge here? You know, what are the lessons we can learn from standard and uh, how do we take exactly? That I want I want to talk about that as well. Like you know maybe you know we have been laser focused on Pioneer. Maybe there's something these Pioneer, these uh, standard decks these standard players can teach us as well. So I want to talk about that a little bit too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, you know, we start off, let's just talk about some of the best decks from standard. Uh, I haven't really seen them. I haven't played. And that's kind of like my, my first question for you is when was the last time you actually looked at standard or played standard? 
I can't remember. Honestly, it's been a long time. I don't have a paper place where I would play standard, and I have no interest in arena right now, mm-hmm. so really n- nothing at all. So it's been like a decade or so since you've played it, probably. Uh, no, maybe not that long, but it's been uh, it's been at least since the last rotation. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I I don't think I've touched it since before Pioneer, so that's like 2018, maybe. 2019. Okay, so probably yeah, longer than longer than me, but yeah. still, I haven't touched it. Um, why haven't you played it? What was your reason? Yeah, you know, really, just uh, I prefer the non-rotating formats most of the time. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not keeping up with the new set always on you know right away and i haven't had the interest in arena really like it just hasn't been a good uh economy for me mostly again because i wanted to play pioneer mm-hmm. um so really know where i would play it and no real incentive to try to yeah okay yeah yeah for me uh kind of same you know i don't want to um waste my time and uh, my money on on standard stuff that might not be playable afterwards because yeah. uh, i let's not be too mean to our standard players though it sounds like you know I hopefully mean, we'll have I've, some standard I've, players listening here <laughs> i played standard probably from 2012 2011 all the way until 2016 or sorry 2017 2018 so i have like seven years of rotations and i got you burned. have a favorite standard from that time period uh Definitely, probably Abzan uh, Agro with Siege Rhino. I'm a, I'm a I was going to say uh, <laughs> that's funny. I was going to say um, the standard where it went up to like Magic Origins. So I think it was like um, the, the Theros block uh. and the full cons block plus Origins was the the full thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then M15 in the middle. Yeah. So so right there. I actually also liked um, green white tokens in the Return to Ravnica format. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was a fun deck with the voice of resurgence back in the day. With the worms, uh, the five five instant worms with trample, and then copying those. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought, hey, let's let's start with some some standard decks. Let's see what what everybody's been playing in standard for the last year, and just kind of talk about, you know, have any of these decks uh, made the transition to pioneer? Yeah, yeah, perfect. So let's start with that. So yeah, I sent you. Yep. Uh, so moving into standard decks, what what deck do you want to start with? Uh, I actually just pulled up MTG Goldfish and I did you know a standard metagame for the last 365 days, and I thought you know we can just go down the list, uh, maybe just do like anything from anything more than four percent. I thought you know we can maybe talk about real quick. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. So we have Just Guy Control um, seven. 0.9% of the meta it looks like for the last year so these are all decks that are probably going to uh, how can I say uh, these are all decks I can't even, I can't even never mind never mind I, I, I lost my train of thought there uh, so the recent one that really has been the, the star that I, I know I've heard about this deck is really the Hanada deck. Um, I don't know if it's still that way, but I remember, you know, seeing some, you know, being on magic Twitter, you'll see uh, someone played like a top eight where the entire top eight was this deck. Mm. So this isn't, so this doesn't look so much like a control deck as it looks more like a mid range deck. Uh, arguable. I think this is still pretty control. You know, the four gold span dragon is kind of that awkward middle point where it's a, aggro-ish card like are they you know it's kind of a mid-range card where it's like a four four for five with value mm-hmm. and haste um but this is definitely for the most part a control deck you know lots of counter spells lots of removal and that's pretty much it mm. 
Okay. So, looking at this deck, um, could this make so a you transition? So you lead us on your side pioneer? of things. How, yeah, how, how would you transition to this to Pioneer? Because I do feel like it hasn't really, uh, and this is something I've thought about a couple times. You know, we I feel like I've seen people try Hinata, but Blue-Red X Control just hasn't really been the thing in Pioneer. I do also want to call out, you know, while we're looking at the last year of stuff, this deck really has had two cards banned out of it. It had the All Runs Epiphany banned out. It also had Divide by Zero banned out. Neither of those cards really showing up in Pioneer at all. But l- let's think about those two cards as well, uh, as well as the variations on this deck when we're thinking about how this really applies to what we're talking about for Pioneer. I mean, it's playing Magma Opus. I would think that the way it would transition into Pioneer would to just become a uh, Gearhulk Opus deck. Hmm. Um, that would be one way to kind of go with this and just kind of... I mean, you have you know, a lot of the, the mana base probably, or you could use some of the mana base, I would say, and you have like, you know, Memory Delusion... You know, You'd have to cut the Goldspan Dragons and the Hinata. I don't see a place for for those right now, though. But that would be one way if you wanted to play a competitive deck. I would say that's you know the Magma Opus deck is not bad. So that that would be my take on on how to uh, transition it. What about you? What do you think? I I think that's tough. You know, really, where we did see some Hinata decks, we did see some kind of Magma Opus that style of deck. It was very much depending on expressive iteration to be its early two for one to hit its land drops. Mm. And without a card like that, you know, this is a one for one deck until you're hitting six mana. And that does not seem, you know, viable for me in a world of things like mid range, in a world of things like the mono green deck, which can be very tempo based. Um, as well as the aggro lists and the, the format of Pioneer. So mm-hmm. that worries me. Um, you know, Fable the Mirror Breakers in this standard list we're looking at, or in many of the standard lists we're looking at, but that also still feels like more of a mid-range card. I'm not sure if that does what we'd be looking for in a blue-red control. So, you know, I, I don't want to be a negative here, but I'm just trying to think, like, how we could really do a blue-red control now. Um, and I'm coming up a little bit blank, and I'm sorry to say mm. that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this doesn't have a home, you're saying? Yeah, that's tough because, like, I I would love for it to have home. You know, the Hanada deck was really cool when it was showing up a little bit in Pioneer, and I do think that expressive iteration hurt that. Um, You know, maybe we can look at the dragon side of things. I had seen a blue-red dragons list showing up again this last week. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that deck just needs one or two more things to really make it fully viable. I mean, I I know I've I've seen, I mean, if we want to talk about Jank, I mean, I've seen people playing Jeskai dragons as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, as far as competitive, yeah, that's going to be a tough call. Um, So move on to the next Uh, How about the other side of it? So as far as the banned cards, you know, if I'm looking at Divide by Zero, that's really hand-in-hand with the, um, oh, who's the one that cast in the graveyard? Uh, You mean that gives you a flashback? Yeah, it basically gives all your spells flashback. Uh, Is it a creature? you can't counter things. Yes. Uh, Leer? Leer of the Drowned or something like that? That sounds Uh, I'm also, you know, with the infinite turn spell, what do you think that for Pioneer? Like, how uh, come epiphany? that never really took off? Yeah, Alrin's uh, Epiphany. I think people did try it for a moment there when this deck was, you know, kind of really popular and standard. I think people were trying it in uh, Pioneer as well. And I guess maybe it's just... I mean, it could be did that also take a hit? That probably also took a hit from the expressive ban. I yeah. wonder, is there any... Is there any like blue non-red deck that would make sense for Pioneer? It's kind of like you know the the removal is so good in red in Pioneer, like the interaction, the you know even the mid-range cards stuff like the um, 
The Fable of the Mirror Breaker is so good in Pioneer and Red. Mm. I guess it, it seems hard to play anything other than Red for an Alrun's Epiphany deck. So yeah, maybe maybe we need um, a nice mid-range white or black card that might make an Alrun's Epiphany deck, or or something green if we could get a uh, you know a nice way to yeah. ramp in like a green blue Simic deck. Yeah, we haven't seen too many uh, Bant decks or Simic decks. Um, yeah, I'm not good with 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 control, so. You know, that's true. I'm talking about blue you. cards. Uh, it's going to go right over like, right side blue. here. I've never seen this color before. All right. So let's go on to another uh, standard deck here. Because I think the, you know, that, that kind of covers a range of decks that have been popular. You know, the blue-red control, the blue-red Lear decks, the current Jeskai control decks. Um, I feel like hand-in-hand hand with that would be like the Is It Dragons deck. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is a little bit more dragon-based. Maybe we could see something more like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that deck's still kind of lacking in yeah. early drops. Like, the the Fairy Dragon isn't quite... Doesn't quite make sense for, like, a more mid-range controlish kind of deck. Yeah, it's a fringe and, deck, but yeah. it could be optimized for sure. I think that definitely has some potential for the future. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, do you want to move on to the next deck? Yeah, what, what do you got next? So it looks like Mono Green Aggro uh, has uh, a large percentage of the of the um, standard metagame as well. Uh, so this is playing Ascendant Pack Leader, uh, Werewolf Pack Leader, uh, Old Growth Troll, uh, Uvenwald Oddity, uh, some, just some big cards. Uh, it's got Invoke the Ancients, yeah, Seekus Chariot. This looks to me like very close to just like a, a Mono Green Aggro. Uh, deck in Pioneer that's just hmm. playing, um, you know, like Still Leaf Champions along with uh, the the, tr- the Trolls and Ronus, maybe, and just turning it into a Collected Company deck. What about you? What do you think? So I think what's interesting here is kind of this trend in a lot of these standard decks, which are, for me, they're all Asika's Chariot decks. So, you know, there's Mono Green, there's like Naya, there's Teamer, there's Jun. So like, you know, Green, Red, uh, yeah, green, red, blue, green, red, white, green, red, black, or mono green, all just kind of are depending on the power of a Seekus Chariot mm-hmm. being one of the individually strongest cards in standard. And it's been good in Pioneer, but you know, it's kind of fallen off the face of the earth since Winota's been gone. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been really interesting for me is I haven't seen like what's the next fair green deck. And that I don't have a great answer for you. You know, if you're like a if you're you know, the last two years have been I'm the Asika's Chariot player. Um, I don't have a clear home for you yet in Pioneer, but I think that it's under the surface there somewhere because it is still an individually strong card. We could probably find something that works with it. Maybe we just have to say, hey, go play Abzan uh, Greasefang for now, run your Zika's Chariots, and then maybe in a couple whatever time we'll have a, uh, a version that works with some of the other stuff from that deck. But mm. you know, right, right now I'm kind of looking at it. You know, there is definitely mono green aggro. So I don't want to like take away from that. Um, I do think that, you know, old growth troll steely champion. I like that as a cocoa deck. I like that as the, uh, what is it, aspect of Hydra that gives mm-hmm. plus X plus X based on your devotion to green is a really co- powerful card. We have in pioneer. That's not in standard, but I'm also kind of looking for that. I'm like this. This I'm lumping in with my group of Asika's Chariot decks, where I really want to see what's the new home for Asika's Chariot in Pioneer, and I, I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, uh, you know, another thing I wanted to look at when we're looking at these decks is could some of these cards make the jump to Pioneer? And you know, I'm looking at Ascendant Pack later. It seems good, especially for this type of deck. I know that you know most Mono Green decks probably want to play four to eight uh, elves. You know, to kind of uh, 
you know, speed up their, their, their wind con to be able to cast, you know, for example, Coco a little bit earlier. Um, but this seems like it could be a decent card, especially if you're playing stuff like Old Growth Trolls and, uh, you know, Steel Leaf Champions and whatnot. Ascendant Pack Leader, 2-1, uh, enters the battlefield with a 2, with a, sorry, one counter on it, if you control permanent with, uh, so it's mana value 4. Sorry, it's mana value, power. so it's not power, yeah. Nah, so never mind really that. in standard, we play the um, the one drop human that gets plus 1, plus 1 whenever a creature with higher power enters. Yeah. Usually, or more regularly, we'll play the elves. And you know, between the two of playing Super like... Yeah, I was going to say between playing that L, uh, is it a human or an elf, and playing Evolving One. God, I'm terrible with names today. Normally that's my strength, but uh been a long week for me. Uh, what, what's the 1-1 one, one human with Evolve that's also in green? Gyre's Sage? No. No, 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 no. 1-1 one, one human okay. with an elf? Just a uh, it's a human with Evolve. With Evolve. I don't remember Evolve. Evolve, I only remember elves having Evolve. No, I don't think there's any elves with evolve. Well, there's probably some elves with evolve, but anyways, we're, we're doing terribly here. Uh, don't listen to us, the guys. Druid? There's better podcasts. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, it's a human. Um, it's a one-one human. God. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to look up uh, a yeah. uh, green-white humans list from Pioneer because I'm off my game, and Ryan's not helping. It, it doesn't seem like it should be a human, but I it don't is. know Jank that. Well. That's kind of the issue here. Yeah, I'm not talking about Jank decks. These are real decks. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I was talking about jank decks. I'd, I'd bring up something crazier, and I'd probably remember the name of them. So, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, like, like I said, I think Mono Green Aggro in Pioneer would be the, the closest thing to this. I would not say you know a player could take this deck and turn it into um, Mono Green Planeswalkers. No way. I don't. I don't think um, that's you know a good start for them. But uh, they they would have most of the uh, expensive cards if they have a Sikius Chariot already and the uh, Werewolf Pack Leaders and even a Boseju. Like you pretty there much got the rest of the deck. Experiment one is what all of you listeners should oh, hopefully be screaming one. to your stream. I thought he said it was yes, a it doesn't seem like it should be human. It's a it's a human ooze. Yes, what I was saying is that between playing uh, Den Protector or whatever, no, it's not Den Protector. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Something similar to that name, and Experiment 1, usually the preference is to instead play the 8 mana dorks, and that has just turned out to be the better option mm. in those kind of green aggro lists, as well as the green aggro list being less popular currently than something like the green control midrange, whatever mm-hmm. you call the Planeswalkers deck. Yeah. All right, so uh, anything else you want to say about mono green, or you want to move on to the next big deck that Standard had last season? Sure, let's let's talk about what else uh, Standard has had. This one is actually something I can get behind. The the third biggest second Standard last season was Rakdos Artifacts. And I would say this kind of directly evolved into, you know, like the... uh, uh, I mean, we have Sacrifice decks now, but before it was Anvil decks. Uh, I'm not getting the same results as you, but that's fine. Yeah, happy to talk about Rakdos Artifacts. Are you not getting the same? Are you, are you showing the decks from the last 365 days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine says Rakdos for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. Okay. So it says 9.2% of the meta. I don't know. I'll, I'll show you what I'm seeing, because I'm seeing Rakdos at like 2%. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's Maybe going on. Maybe it's a... It's a bug. I'll, I'll mess with my... It's yeah, a bug. I'll mess with my it, stuff. It looks like a bug. Yeah. It says 92 for me. I don't know why. But anyways... um. Again, maybe we'll have uh, some conflicting uh, 
data here. But I still think this is something that came from Standard that turned into a Pioneer deck. So the Standard deck initially was Oni Cult's Anvil. I remember people playing this uh, early on. Uh, was it back during Vow? I would say when it came came into play. You know the Blood Type Harvesters. Um, they had Valdorian mm-hmm. Epicures. Uh, the Experimental Synthesizer. And, uh, you know, we also have Deadly Dispute in here, Voltage Surge, pretty much. And oh, oh yeah, and Meat Hook Yeah, Master so it got some good favorite. cards with the Blood cards, and then it got some more additions with Neo and yeah. a bunch of things like the Only Colt, Only Colt Anvil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, this deck was almost ported directly over to Pioneer uh, a couple seasons back. And, you know, since yeah, then... Yeah, I don't know how much of it was a port. You know, I exactly because I do think that it came somewhat organically. You know, we yeah. had a lot of variations in Pioneer, and you know, it was even a Luris deck at one point because mm-hmm. this was pre Luris ban. And yeah, there was definitely some variation. And I think that if you're looking for homes for these kind of shell, uh, maybe not all of the cards will transfer directly, but you'll definitely feel right at home with either the red black sacrifice or the red black mid-range decks mm-hmm. you know both of those being very much dependent on you know blood tithe harvester being one of the best two drops in the format fable the mirror breaker being a great card yeah and basically all you'd have to pick up i would think are mayhem devils maybe and i mean you'd have the if mana. you're going for that side of things yeah, yeah. and maybe you know if um, all the uh the cat cat oven combo maybe as well if you wanted to to get I wouldn't say get around the uh, the Karn, but you know, just another another option for you. And I think that's the number one reason why um, people stopped playing the Oni uh, Cult Anvil version is because you know Karn was just everywhere and shutting it down. And they're trying to get around that now with uh, stuff like um, Ghost Rider and you know other sacrifice effects that don't rely on. Um, don't rely on artifacts. So, like, some are even playing Nixilis, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know where I've seen. Obnixilis I haven't seen well. Woestrider, really. I've seen some. Maybe I've seen it more online, though, on, on uh, Arena in Explorer. But, yeah, you know, Deadly Dispute, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, mm-hmm. Blood Tithe Harvester. Uh, I do think that maybe Sacrifice is the easier one to get into at first, uh, especially if you already have a couple of Obnixilis, is that that deck doesn't always run the full play set of thought seizes so if you only need to pick up two at the beginning oh, yeah. and then you can add your other two later uh you should have a lot of the big mana base pieces you know you'll have the pathways you'll have the man lands you'll have the haunted ridges uh that gets you a lot of the way there i'm seeing your list now wow yeah sorry about that I, that actually was my initial list i don't know what's happening mm. i'll have to click okay on interesting again. yeah so some other interesting things i just want to point out in the rectus artifact you know if we're looking at some specific cards I keep looking at Loth Spider Queen. I've seen it in a lot of standard lists from the last couple of years. You know, I still pay some attention to these lists. Mm-hmm. And that is a card I've not been able to see jump over to Pioneer whatsoever. Uh, and I also feel like Meat Hook Massacre is, you know, I see this in the main deck of some of these Rakdos Sacrifice lists, a lot of them. And that hasn't really shown up as a main deck card very much uh, for Pioneer. The Meat Hook? Yeah, I mean, people play it just, I think, out of not convenience but out of uh i don't know habit that's what i'm looking for so you're saying it's overrated and standard and it shouldn't it's be in pioneer good. as no, much it's, it's, i'm almost saying like it's you good, know maybe, but... maybe recto sacrifice should be playing a couple of them it, it kind of plays the same role as your uh as your devils but without mm-hmm. needing to be in a main deck something it's, like that it's not or without you know without being removable 
I mean, if you don't want to spend, you know, the hundred and what thirty bucks, it's actually closer <laughs> to ninety bucks a piece in in Japan now. So oh wow, it's only like forty five in in paper in yeah. the U.S. now. Yeah, if you don't want to spend that much money, <laughs> then you don't need to. I would say that that's what I mean. It's it's a good card, not wholly necessary. And hopefully, yeah, that's it'll go down. Okay, now we're back on the regular uh, meta game. I see now. I'm, I'm back on the meta percentage. I don't know what happened. I think I pressed the back button and it reset to seven days, but told me it was 365 days. Ah, uh, so your drop down probably still showed the 365, but it hadn't exactly. uh, updated kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Stupid, stupid browser. All right. So, so you had skipped over what what you seem to have skipped over for my from my view of it is these mono white aggro lists. Yes. And I think mono white I also kinda wanna lump in the Boros aggro lists that were popular maybe like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but still seen, technically part of the standard. We have seen some white decks. I mean, uh, so basically this deck, uh, you know, it's playing Skyclave, Apparition, Elite Spellbinder, Brutacathar, Adeline, Resplendent Cathar, Thalia's um let's see what else we have here sun gold sentinel luminarch aspirant uh intrepid adversary asher the fallen and hopeful initiate those are like the, the big things there oh in paladin class so yeah um it seems so it really seems similar. like a lot of the cards i tried to make work in pioneer mm-hmm. and didn't like paladin class uh intrepid adversary i've definitely stuck in a number of different lists um, even like Luminarch Aspirant feels underplayed in Pioneer. Elite Spellbinder mm-hmm. has kind of fallen off since No More Winota. That said, I do feel like there's a ton of this list still that happily moves right over back to Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really looking at the mono white humans lists or the white X humans lists, you'll you'll really find an easy home. And you've got a lot of uh, the more expensive pieces here. You've got the Thalias, you've got the Adelines, uh, you've already got you know those pieces of it should make the rest of it a little bit cheaper while yeah. hopeful at initiate has gone way up in price that's not always a four of in uh pioneer even but i'm surprised to see that that's now a five six dollar card i mean i'm wondering is it because of standard <laughs> I, I have no <laughs> you idea know, probably i would guess yeah. that, that probably is just because of standard so uh might be a good pickup after rotation we, we might have missed it on our list there <laughs> yeah but but of course you know I think people are buying it for rotation. That's that's the thing. If people are going to be continuing to play uh, standard, um, yeah. who, who I, knows how many uh, people are even playing? I like Paladin class, you know, especially it kind of does the same thing that Thalia do does. You know, if you're playing it on turn one, but it's only during your turn, which is kind of kind of a yeah, that, that's a big difference. Um, some people can still play the removal. Yeah. Um, yeah, really just to pick up, you know, grab your Thalia's Lieutenants, grab some better one-drops, uh, you know, your Dauntless Bodyguards that haven't rotated, mm-hmm. and that gets you a lot of the way there. Um, I think that this deck would be really easy to move over. Um, it is usually a Mutavault deck in Pioneer, so mm-hmm. those would be, you know, That's kind of cheap, an though. expensive pickup, but it's still, it's still a very cheap deck. Uh, additionally, if you were playing in Standard and you're just looking to port this over, I do think it's still reasonable to play this as a Faceless Haven deck. Uh, with your snow-covered planes. Mm-hmm. Um, that got banned out in standard, though, so we're probably not seeing the yeah. in these lists right now. It's a good budget uh, consideration there. Always, always. Yes. Yeah, I like this. I like this deck. I, I definitely think it, it has some playability. And, you know, that deck's been showing up more and more. It's not fully optimized in Pioneer yet, but it's really close. It's been putting up mm. some decent numbers, especially at paper events. Maybe not at the really large ones, but, you know, five, six round event, you could do pretty well with uh, Mono White. Okay, now, okay. Now, now it just broke again. 
<laughs> that's fine. Um, so one of my favorite decks, if I can go to the next one that I have seen from standard, you know, I've got a friend that's got it in paper, so I've played with it, even if it's not, uh, you know, I lied when I said I haven't played any paper pioneer or paper standard, I guess is the like runes deck. Um, usually like green, white X, uh, I think here we've got it listed as Naya, if we're both looking at the same thing. Naya enchantments? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's the runes deck. It's um it's Runeforge Champion Ooh. and a bunch of runes and then some cheap things that care about playing your enchantments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is really a deck that I, I haven't seen tried to port over at Pioneer at all. Um, I don't know exactly what keeps it down. It's probably just a little bit fair, um, a little bit slow, but it is a really cool deck list. Like, you know, there's a lot of synergy here. Um, is, you know, I was going to say, where, where's the, um, maybe Boggles. I'm looking at a bad list here that doesn't have the, uh, could, could. the one that cares about, here we go, Michigo's Reign of Truth wasn't in the first list I was looking at, but it's in uh, these other ones. That That's the other one there that seems really powerful. Ooh, these what do you think about this list? Have you seen anything like I've this? Never uh, seen do this you have before. any idea how to, <laughs> do you have any idea how you would transfer this over? So, maybe. so, you know, the combo here is that Runeforge Champion makes your runes cost one Mm -hmm. um and stuff like jukai naturalist makes your enchantments cost one less so it makes your runes free and they draw a card when you play them so you could drop four runes at once for free Mm. if you wanted to i would say like green white boggles just add red to it you know what i mean like that's becoming more popular Mm. with auras and just you know switch out the auras for these runes do like some kind of combo maybe Okay, I could see trying a runes deck with this. Um, so yeah, that that's probably I guess yeah, that's probably where you would argue is go go towards enchantments. Maybe you have to lose the um, the rune synergy, and you could play them. Then if you you'd probably to. lose a lot of these synergies, but yeah, you know, maybe that's just uh, the place that people should go. But I'm um, saying, there's okay. not a lot that's expensive in this mm. deck that I think you're losing moving over to pioneer. I mean, you get the mana base still. Um, the yeah. mana base. Still takes you, uh, gives you some opportunities for some other things. You, know, you get your, your pathways and, and stuff like that. But there's not really a Naya deck right now. Um, but like like I said, uh, you know we could, you could possibly just transfer this over or not transfer this, but adapt it to, uh, to hexproof decks. Um, yeah, yeah, that would work. Yeah, instead of uh, putting all these, uh, you know, generous visitor, maybe you could drop that. You don't need that so much. Just hold in the, the Naturalist and the Runeforge and play a couple other Hexproof targets, and then there you go. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get any good Naya cards, and, you know, we went to a plane that was supposed to have Naya cards, and yeah, they didn't yeah. give them to us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, So, next deck? Sure. Uh, why don't you do one more, and then I'm going to go off off list a little bit. All right, I have to click on my link again that I sent you because it keeps showing me the seven day instead of the three sixty five when I go back when I press the back sure, button. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, uh, Orzov mid range, I think is yeah. That that's one? one we haven't talked about. I think that those black white X mid range and here again, um, I'm thinking of this as the uh, you know Loth decks. Loth deck. So Loth deck. This looks like a. Yeah, here, let, let me let me send you one that I uh, would definitely think is like indicative. Uh, I, I think of a lot of like sacrifice creatures. I mm-hmm. think of a lot of things like the learn mechanic. I uh, was a popular one with whatever that. Oh, maybe that's not even the best one I sent you. So the one I'm looking at is actually an angels deck. Yeah, that's not really what I think of when I think of what was popular in black white in the last like year or so. 
So what was popular then? Um, so a lot of things like, you know, like I said, Loaf has been popular. A lot of those uh, kind of the cards that learn um, and sacrifice. <laughs> that's that's mostly it. That was um, the so, more you know, Some of those same meat hooks, some of those same... Mm-hmm. Uh, Trying to find some good examples. I, I'm just looking for a good list to, to send you of more of what I'm I'm talking about. Yeah, that looks more mid rangey for sure. Yeah, Luminarch Aspirin's pretty good, uh, but you know, even a lot of the Planeswalkers, stuff like Wonder Emperor, stuff like Elspeth Resplendent, um, Soren. I think the six mana. Uh, it's Professor Onks even showed up some amount. Mm-hmm. So, Those are all kind of the cards that I'm interested in if I wanted to try and move something over. I, I've tried this in the past and haven't had success in Pioneer. Would you say, I mean, it's looking like the Angel decks actually put up better numbers than the mid-range decks, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's maybe recent. I, I don't think that's uh, what has been popular, but you can, yeah, you can talk about Angels because that has moved over mm-hmm. or, you know, has already been a Pioneer deck. Because I know a lot of people went the uh, green-white version just because you get access to Collected Company. This is mm-hmm. more of... You know, the the black-white version, uh, it's more fair, definitely. Uh, you do have some card draw with, like, Inspiring Overseer, but, you know, it's got Youthful Valkyrie, Giada, uh, Righteous Valkyrie, Starnheim Aspirant, or Aspirant, uh, Legion Angel, Lisa, Forgotten Angel, which is interesting. Uh, return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, that's interesting, actually. I haven't seen a lot of these cards. I didn't know they existed, to be honest. Uh, Sanctuary Warden, that's interesting as well. Shield counters. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, so what I was thinking of was maybe either more in the mono black than black white, but stuff mm-hmm. like Eye Twitch, stuff like Professor of Symbology, um, Meat Hook Massacre, Blood on the Snow was a popular one. So probably what happened is that this deck lost popularity when Faceless Haven got banned because mm-hmm. it was a big Blood on the Snow deck. Um, and that's what we're probably missing as, you know, Pioneer players. So I'm looking at a list I had tried to port to Pioneer that was trying to run Blood on the Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like the yeah, the Liliana, you know, Professor Onks, Loth Spider Queen, and then it was, you know, these Blood on the Snow control decks is probably what they were called. Mm-hmm. I like that. I so, actually like this list, the the other black-white uh, mid-range deck that you showed me. So, yeah, the, the black-white angels could easily probably be switched over to green, you just need to get some collected companies and stuff like that. But what about this one? What about this black-white uh, uh, mid-range deck? Where do you see this fitting into Pioneer? How how could somebody port this over? How could they use these cards? Well, it's tough. I, I think that this deck should be better in Pioneer than it is, and that maybe people haven't tried out enough mm-hmm. of it. Like, I love that kind of archetype is like the black-white. You know, I remember that that standard being fun when you had things like the Gideon Avison mm-hmm. as like a black-white mid-range deck. Um, kind of tough, though. Like, you might have to experiment a little. You might have to hope that we get a nice uh, black or white card soon because it's been not quite there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, like you said before with the other black decks, Thoughtseize is something you'd have to get if you wanted to port this over. And I would say you'd have to go more controlling. You know, I'd probably you know, drop the Luminarch Aspirants and just keep, like, the, the hate cards in there. You know, the Planeswalker package I think is totally fine. Uh, it would definitely need more, more removal uh, as well, like your Fatal Pushes and stuff like that too. But you could. You could do it. You could, you could add it in there. Okay. 
and maybe for now go towards something like the mono black sacrifice or like the black red sacrifice decks if that's more what you're looking for you think so? um, if you've got some if you like the more mid-range pieces of the yeah if you like things like the soren um maybe go mid, red black mid-range might be more your kind of deck even if the cards don't all pour it over i feel like that would be a nice home to jump into pioneer to you know you're happy to take the first couple turns off or just kill a couple things and uh accrue value with two for ones stuff like that I mean, I'm not saying that black white is bad. I just think it's un- unoptimized in Pioneer right now, and, okay. and then of course okay. red red black is just kind of the better mid range deck. But I wouldn't mind seeing something more with more of the uh, uh, the planeswalkers as like at your win con because we haven't seen those type of planeswalkers at all. All right. Uh, what else? What else? So Boros Aggro, you said, is kind of the same as mono white aggro, right? Yeah, um, why, why don't you take a look into that one, see if there's anything that I'm really missing that doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't... You have Bloodthirsty Adversary and Reckless Storm Stormseeker and Thundering Raiju are kind of like the red cards, uh, as, long with, uh, as, long, uh, as well as Play With Fire, Royal Eruption, and Angel Fire Ignition. So, eh, spells don't seem, you know, exciting, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if... I think it, it plays too fair. It's definitely too fair. I like okay. the white version a lot better. Hmm. So I don't. All right. So I've got thing. a uh, a bit of a wild card here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say that you're a player. You really liked standard for a little while, and then your favorite card got banned. It killed your deck, and you haven't played since Omnath got banned. Mm. What is your home if you're now saying like, hey, you know, I haven't played Stand in a while. I hear they're rotating again. Um, maybe I can go into Pioneer because I've still got this Omnath deck. What would you look for? What would you look like in Pioneer? Uh, I can shoot you a list here. You know, this was before even the last rotation, I think, that it got banned. Uh, so this will be a little bit aged of the list I'm sending you. But just to kind of take a look at the kind of cards I'm, I'm thinking of here. Uh. uh Talk- if you want me to start, I, I will say it's kind yeah. of been a little bit since Omnath. You know, like a four-color Omnath deck has been the best in Pioneer. It's shown um, At least up, like the, the full landfall style of it, yeah. where you're going up to like Genesis Ultimatum, yeah, Escape yeah, the Wilds. Yeah, yeah. There may be a home for that. I know that we've tried to push it at least once on the show before. Um, if you want that style of deck, probably the place to go would be the Mono Green Planeswalkers deck in Pioneer. Um, that's asking a lot as far as pieces you're switching out, but it's not the most expensive deck if you have a couple of them. Uh, other than that, you know, maybe there is a home again for an Omnath deck. There are also some four and five color decks that you'd reasonably be able to fit into. We do see Omnathy play in the five color Niv-Mizzet deck is a nice home there. We've also seen some versions of the Enigmatic Incarnation really focus and play like three or four copies of Omnath going hard on the elemental theme part of that deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Any 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 chance of this deck? Uh, if we've got somebody out there that loves Omnath, uh, <laughs> where would you suggest they go in Pioneer? Yeah, like I think the Genesis Ultimatum slash Into the Wilds uh, build is probably going to be your best uh, best start. I want to say that what was it? Island Go Sam when we had him on, he was talking about uh, like a ramp deck of sorts. You know that that played like. Uh, um, what do you call, uh, like Into the Wilds and whatnot. And if I figured, you know, hey, maybe we could just turn Omnath into a ramp deck, just have him in there with some uh, Sylvan Karyatids and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that so we, we were talking place. with him about a the red-green 
Ramp deck that was showing up for a little while in Pioneer, and I had kind of asked about Omnath, and then we did another episode where we were matching mm. two decks together, and we tried that out. Uh, that's where I was saying we pushed it before. Yeah. Um, hasn't been a tier deck, but I think that there's some viability there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... All right, you want to get back back on track with uh, stuff that is more popular in current standard? Sure, sure. So I think Junt is another one we, we should probably talk about. I think that was another, like, one of the top decks... So. Yeah, there's a little bit more to talk about in Jund. Um, I had kind of lumped any of the Asika's Chariot plus X mid-range decks together, but that's probably oversimplifying. Yeah, because the other was Mono Green. You know, Mono Green with Asika's Chariot. This is totally different from that. Um, this looks... It's got... I mean, it reminds me a little bit like Black Red mid-range in Pioneer. So it's got Harvester and Tenacious Underdogs. even got a Valky in there. And then for a green, it has Workshop, Warchief, Briar... Bridge Tracker, um, Riveter's Charm, Unleash the Inferno. I don't know if these are actually good enough. Yeah, I don't know if that, that's mm. good enough to play in Pioneer. I don't think... You know, I'm looking at Riveter's Charm, Exile Graveyard, top three cards of your library, and play them, Sacrifice a Creature, Planeswalker. Mm, not sure about that, but it's got Yeah, there's a reason that one... There's probably a reason that one doesn't see play. Okay, what about it this way? You know, if you're a fan of this deck, obviously Black Red Midrange would be the place I would suggest mm-hmm. going. But l- let's try and, you know, learn from standard. What would the standard Black Red deck gain that it can't do right now by adding green to it if they ever wanted to? Well, Asika's you know, Chariot, this... right? Asika's Chariot definitely sounds like a big piece of that. Um, you know, especially if they ever fixed um moto and a seeker's chariot worked the way it's supposed to with obnixilis that mm-hmm. might make a big difference uh, for anyone who doesn't know right now the way that it's specifically listed with obnixilis is that if you make a copy of the token version of obnixilis mm-hmm, it should mm-hmm. enter with the amount of loyalty that it originally entered with like mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. a fixed copyable number and that is not working correctly on moto it's entering with zero loyalty and dying uh, so effectively, you can't copy the token like you're supposed to be able to. Yeah, I like that. If a lot. that was fixed, you might be able to play that a little bit more. Yeah, that, that I think that's the biggest reason to play because Fable of the Mirror Breakers already we already know that's really strong in the black red mid range decks. Um, there's just so many you know targets for it: Bone Crusher Giant, um, Blood Blood Tithe Harvester. Um, you know, we, we, what's the other one? The uh, um, Trespasser, you know, Crocs, Trespasser. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crocs, 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 not so much. You're not going to copy it, but you know, I I would I would play four chariots uh, as well as the, um, like you said, the Obnixilis uh, uh, and try that combo out. I think that'd be a good place to start. If I was just going to like just play basically the black red midrange with the splash of green, I think that would, that would be totally worth it. That's where so I would see. So getting back to my thought experiment here, can you think of any current matchups for Black Red where we could get an edge by splashing green? Um, you know, I'm trying to think of the bad matchups. Like, I would say that Jund Sacrifice is a pretty bad matchup mm-hmm. for uh, Black Red midrange. I would say that Niv-Mizzet is a pretty bad matchup for Black Red midrange, even though that's not, you know, one of the most popular decks. Mm-hmm. What could you get from green that would really uh, push those specific matchups over the edge? Jeez, I mean, life gain, right? You you would need life gain. So something like, is it Warchief that does a life? Yeah, when he enters the battlefield, you gain three life. If you wanted to go more mid rangey with that, I mean, you could also oh, uh, add Warchief, the the sort of uh, the Rhino. 
Yeah, you the, could, the kind of Thrag Tusk. Kind of semi Thrag Tusk. I mean, you could also gain access to the uh, Golgoroth. You know, of course, if you're playing that from Pioneer, that's still. I mean, that's uh, Pioneer legal. People are playing that now in other green mid range decks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the life game would be the big way to get around. Um, to get around that uh, that deck, just because. They have Fatal Push, and they can easily turn it on and kill your Calatus, which is kind of what people are kind of, um, what's what I'm looking for, they're uh, relying on right now. But going up, just go up to five mana or something that automatically gains you life, and they're going to really have to rethink their math, and that'll put some pressure on on those uh, sacrifice players. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't hugely think of black being terrible at gaining life in Pioneer, but maybe that's all it needs. Um uh, yeah, I'll think the what trample else. Trample is nice. I almost, too. yeah, I was gonna say trample might be more where I'd be looking for. Um, trample has always been really good against the uh, the red black sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit less now that they're not as dependent on like the Oni Coat Anvil side of things. Mm-hmm. But even still, if you could get something that goes over them, um, yeah, yeah, that evasion's really nice. Uh, All right, I'll have to think about that. I think that's worth thinking about if you were to try and look at. Hey, I liked Jund. I specifically want to play Jund. I would probably look for okay. What can I add to red black that would help yeah, one of those matchups? That's how I would. That's how I would uh, transfer that over to to pioneer. Um, anything else worth? I think we covered most of that. The big meta decks. Um, was there anything else? Any other interesting decks that you wanted to kind of um, touch on? I kind I of already talked about artifacts. So, if I were to look at one more, possibly. Um, like the mono blue would probably be the one I'd mention, just because I think that that does have a pretty reasonable home over into Pioneer. Uh, we've had you know mono blue spirits being such a popular deck for quite some time now, uh, and I think that mono blue has shown up a couple times before that. But I think that, that should be an easy way to go, and like you know maybe not all your cards transfer, but it's definitely one hundred percent the same play pattern of getting down an early creature, protecting it with your spells, and uh, you know tempoing out your opponent that way. There's a mono blue deck in. Uh standard or there was yeah let me make sure i'm not uh doing the same thing you did is but i, I am seeing some mono blue i see mono blue tempo is that the deck you're talking yeah about? that's what i'm talking about mono blue tempo yeah maybe that's further down on the list than i needed okay yeah that that's a it's about like three percent any other higher percentage ones that we've missed or at least haven't touched on you know mono red control you know, mon- red is just such a good color in pioneer mm-hmm. you should have no problem i think the mono red list would be a good uh place to start if you're into that if you're into you know the blue white controls haven't been as good in standard but if you were one of those players playing something like the esper deck um you know again your wonder ampers and your control cards yeah. will transfer over well there i'm just trying to you know hit on some of the uh if you guys are if you guys are standard players and you've played this deck there are a couple of homes for some of these uh these lower you know, lower on the tier. Yeah, I mean, standard list. it looks like people tried Rakdos midrange. I wonder if they just tried porting it over from Pioneer though, and just it's lacking the really good cards like Thoughtseize <laughs> and Fatal Push. So it's not that good. Those are some good 1. ones. <laughs> um, yeah, the the mirror control. I remember they released that as a uh, challenger deck. And I haven't seen yeah. anything like that in in Pioneer. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything else that could make the jump that people have been playing. I think we covered pretty much all of it. 
All right, that's probably then most of what we wanted to talk about for this mm. episode. Am I right? Or did you have any other topics you wanted to bring up? That no, are that, that's basically I wanted to cover. You know, hey, what 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 were people playing in Standard, and uh, how could we change it to Pioneer, as well as what could we learn? You know, and I think you know, there's we, we got a chance to see a couple of interesting cards uh, that aren't being played currently in in Pioneer that you know could maybe make the jump. Like Nine Enchantments sounds very interesting. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, the play for free, um, kind of like a combo-ish, combo-y, you know, Auras deck. That could be fun. Um, Jun Midrange, I like the idea of using, uh, you know, Eskis Chariot in, like, a black-red midrange, you know, with, like, a, a little bit of a, a splash. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was a nice topic to kind of fill the, fill the void until uh, spoilers come out next week. Perfect. So if there's a standard deck that we didn't talk about and it's something you played, please go ahead and reach out to us. Our mailbox is always open. Mm-hmm. The best place to thing is to follow us at MTG Pioneer on Twitter. You can always contact us through that. You can also find a link to our Discord if you want to be more in person, talk with other Pioneer players about the show, about anything going on in Pioneer. Uh, yeah, and you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Yoshwanky. Sorry, that's my old one. Yo Japan Hobbyist. Um, you can find me on, on Twitter there. And also I'm always uh, active in the discord as well. Uh, I, I want to welcome any and all, uh, people that, uh, had played standard last season and they're getting into pioneer now. And if you have any friends that were playing standard and haven't made the jump yet, definitely recommend this episode to them to kind of help them, you know, bridge the gap or, you know, make, make their way over to the, the pioneer format. Yeah, that would be a big help. You know, people who are just standard players probably weren't seeking out our podcast previously, but uh, we're trying to make this one a perfect home for them as well. Uh, And for now, though, we are the perfect home for Pioneer listeners because we are the first Pioneers podcast and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting and powerful in the world of Pioneer. Uh, what are we going to say? Standarding out? out? (laughs) Rotating out. I like that. (laughs) All right. We are rotating out for today. Thank you guys so much.